106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now, let's talk vaccines, sir. You just yeah. announced the United States will be donating 500 million doses to countries in need, and that's wonderful, but I was wondering, how yeah. do you feel about how the rollout's going in this country? Let's get real here. Come on now. Number one, the one part. Number two, the thing the guy said. Number three, you know the drill. Come on, folks. So you're, so you're pleased with our progress? Absolutely. You know, come on. These vaccines are safe and effective. We've got three different flavors. The Moderna, the P-Fizzer, and the J.J. Abrams. Come on. Here's Jane Fonda talking about killing people. We have experienced many decades now of having agency over our body, of being able to determine when and how many children to have. We know what that feels like. We know what that's done for our lives. We're not going back. I don't care what the laws are. We're not going back. Besides marching and, and protesting, what else do you suggest? Well, well, it doesn't happen murder. overnight. It's not a miraculous... <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> murder. She's kidding. Wait a second. She's just now, kidding. Don't say that. That's oh, not... you don't know. They'll pick up on that and yeah, just run with it. Yeah, that's the worst. She's Joking. just kidding. It's... Well, let me talk to you about... <laughs> the point is, if this was flipped in reverse, if The View ever had a pro-life activist on, and they were like, well, what would you like to do with people who provide abor abortions? And they were like, kill them. Murder. That would be good. That person would never be on television again. They, all of their gigs would be canceled. They would be banned, gone, canceled. And then Hillary Clinton tried to punch him in the taxes. She said, this man doesn't pay his taxes. He shot right back. That makes me smart. When he had to turn them over to state authorities when he was trying to get a casino license, and they showed he didn't pay any federal income tax. So that makes if me he's smart. paid zero. And then he said, if you want me to pay my taxes, then change the tax code. But I know you won't, because your friends and your donors enjoy the same tax breaks that I do. Secretary Clinton talks about people that didn't get paid. First of all, they did get paid a lot, but taking advantage of the laws of the nation. Now, if you want to change the laws, you've been there a long time, change the laws. But I take advantage of the laws of the nation. And with that, my friends, the star was born. I have no sympathy for the black community. Now you want to overly compensate right. for people who never lived here before, and they really need to be taken care of first and foremost before anything else happens. Did she say America first? <laughs> you sound like a white supremacist. What a racist thing to say. Why would any leader put our black communities already riddled with crime what is up with at your further hair? risk by placing unvetted non-taxpayers steps away from our seniors? Our children and our homes, we've worked so hard on our own to secure. Racist white people been telling y'all this for years. Our communities are at war. What does he got on a bulletproof vest? He said we at war. <laughs> y'all just need to start using y'all's brains. Stop falling for these talking points Democrats give you. Oh, you better vote for me. You know the other side, they racist. They're going to put y'all back in chains, man. <laughs> Y'all vote for me, man. Hell, I might even give you reparation. Y'all think it's bad now? Wait till they open up them damn floodgates. If you know that none of this is right, but you're a coward and you're afraid of speaking out, then slap yourself. If you're a parent, bear in mind that they are coming after your kids. That's not a theory. They've said it. Your job is to protect your children, not coward to propaganda. Stop confusing your kids for points on social media.
Remember that they will grow up and they will hold you accountable for neglecting to protect them. Raise your kids on a foundation of reality, reason, and boundaries so that they can flourish and thrive as adults. If you've lost a sense of reality yourself, then get help. Get involved in your child's school. I'm so tired of saying this. Keep your kids away from movies, TV, and all other media that clogs their brains with this garbage. If you're a man who's allowing his wife to expose your kids to drag shows and all of this other mess, and you're just sitting by because you're scared of your wife, get your sack out of your wife's purse. Grow a pair, get a spine. Right, this is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio, episode 219, 219, and it's going to appear on January 10th, 2023. Well, this is one of my late night put-togethers, because I was over at the Bards Fest tonight at Church of Glad Tidings in Sutter County, and... Uh, Scott Kesterson, that's his Bards FM podcast, and he's put on, I thought he put on three of these, but maybe it's one every other year. I think one was in St. Louis. So I got a taste of what a Bards Fest was, and it's quite a different type of a conference. It's a conference where everybody is fed. There's a lot of hanging out and uh, uh, having meals with one another, breaking bread, and getting to know people and uh, building relationships and then a lot of teaching. So uh, there are some great people. I had a, a small part to play here on the kickoff night. <clears throat> uh, when when I refer to night, I'm talking about June 7 or Wednesday night, which is my normal night to put the podcast together. And uh, so I just want to give you a little... A background on the podcast, or not a podcast, but on the uh, Bards Fest, and I would really encourage you, uh, either you, once they record it and put it up uh, on either the Bards FM website or over, if they're allowed, over at the churchofgladtidings.com website, I would highly encourage you to go and listen to it. There are some amazing uh, people here from all walks of life. And I met people from all over the United States today that flew in for this. I met a person from Florida, Alabama, uh, it, all over the place. It was uh, really very fun and in, encouraging, and uh, I think it's going to be a wonderful time. So uh, I just wanted to mention that. Obviously, by the time you hear this, the Bards Fest will be completed, <clears throat> but uh, it still could be listened online, which if... Uh, I mean, it is live-streamed, but the stream is going to be gone by the time you catch up with it. So, uh, I want to give you a shout-out about that. <clears throat> I want just this first segment is brought to you by All Power Services. That's Will Fangman's opera, or excuse me, uh, Will Fanning's operation. And uh, All Power Services is there to fix all your problems with your equipment. 
So anything that's got power to it and you use for either pleasure, uh, like a jet ski or um, any kind of off-road vehicles or fun things, it has motors attached to it and, and uh, devices, or down to your power tools that you use for your lawn or rototiller or all those kind of small things, chainsaws. Whatever you have, they, they'll even work on your vehicle. I just referred one of our uh, listeners to that was having a problem with his diesel Dodge truck. He said, I think Will can fix it. I said, I think he can too. So if you want to check into that, I'm going to give you Will's cell number, which is 530-844-0347, text or call. <clears throat> and uh, he's at 1469 Stewart Road in Yuba City, California, 1469 Stewart. That's right off Highway 99 going west. So check that out. Okay, we're going to uh, launch here and... Uh, Let's see. Um, it's late, 10 o'clock at night over here, but it's nice. It was cool today, and we're going to have a cool, I think, in the next few days for the Bards Fest, which is all bar- barbecuing and eating outdoors under the shade trees. And it was a beautiful breeze tonight. I think people were shocked because they, they don't have to pay a thing. They asked for a minimum $5. But they ask for about $100 a piece if you can afford it. But if you can't afford it, they want you to come. So, But on top of that, they feed everybody for all the meals. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Unbelievable. It's quite a deal. I wanted to mention right off the bat that, uh, you know, you always wonder, you hear someone does great in politics somewhere in the United States. A governor kind of rises up and gets a lot of spotlight and seems to be doing a lot of right things. And then you hear something else that disappoints you. And so there's been a lot of uh, acclaim and positive feedback on Ron DeSantis, uh, uh, governor of Florida. And certainly a lot of positive things coming out of Florida. They stayed pretty much open during COVID. They closed for a while. But um, he's doing a lot of good things in the public school system regarding CRT and regarding uh, gender foolishness and all those kind of things. But many people think he's connected to what they call the neocon Republicans and to the big money that Trump was able to avoid because Trump is wealthy enough to fund his own campaign and just rely on small donors instead of the big lobbyists. But it says a report says lobbyists for vaccine manufacturer Moderna and for the maker of a leading puberty blocker given to children is holding a fundraiser event for Ron DeSantis in Washington, D.C. this month. That's super disappointing to me. I've always been nervous about Ron DeSantis, not as a governor, but on the national stage. I think these guys that are paid, bought and paid for, as someone once said, uh, are no help to us as a as, as a republic and as a free country. And uh, that means that the people that have a lot of money just simply uh, dictate the way the country is going to go. That's bad news. The fundraiser led by the lobbyist for vaccine manufacturer Moderna and for the maker of a leading puberty blocking uh, uh, chemical given to children is going to provide for that uh, fundraiser. Uh, All right. Just got uh, Kevin Kiley's latest blog. He is our uh, Washington 
congressional representative from uh, a portion of Northern California, mainly along the foothills of California, and then a little bit, uh, well, mainly along the foothills. He said it's going to be a dramatic week uh, coming up in the U.S. Capitol for starters tomorrow. Uh, that's going to sounds like this week. I will question Julie Sue directly as her nomination hangs in the balance. Julie Sue, who was a train wreck for Gavin Newsom over the Department of Labor in California and uh, flitted away. Nobody really knows how many billions of dollars of uh, employment development funds, uh, in unemployment funds, people that should have got money didn't get any money. People that should never have got any money didn't deserve any money were giving. Uh, they were they were a fraudulent request, and they she didn't get a handle on the department during the COVID handouts. She has been a disaster in California, and now she, uh, Biden is going to try to appoint her to a cabinet position of Secretary of Labor. And, of course, Gavin Newsom was back there promoting her. And uh, he says, we've managed to stall the nomination for three months now, uh, Kevin Kiley said, and we are close to killing it. But in the meantime, Sue has assumed the role of acting Secretary of Labor. So disgusting. So we're bringing her before our committee for an oversight hearing. I plan on asking why exactly she wants to foist Newsom's California catastrophe on the entire country for a preview um, he's talking about, he did a floor speech about this and I can't give you a link over the phone or over the radio podcast. And so he talked about it on the house floor. It's actually was on YouTube. You can just probably put in Kevin Kiley's floor, uh, speech on the house floor. He says, now there, now there's more next Tuesday, which is this coming Tuesday. I'll have the chance to question another graduate of the Sacramento swamp, former California attorney general, Xavier Becerra, who is now Biden's secretary of health and human services. Another total disaster. He'll appear before our committee for oversight. Importantly, I'll tell you, it's, you know, Becerra watching him testify. He is so devious. And so uh, what a liar. These people are such liars that whether it's Christopher Ray of the FBI, whether it's uh, Xavier Becerra, whether it's the head of education, I can't remember his name uh, or uh, EPA, whatever they are, or the ATF guy that's been testified. None of them will answer honest questions. Uh, if they would, if they were uh, being on a, uh, being called in to testify in a court of law over serious matter, the judge would find him in contempt of court for not answering the questions. Kevin says, importantly, this comes as Biden is set to name COVID extremist Mandy Cohen for the new director of the CDC. Remember, uh, Walensky, what's her name? Uh, Rochelle Walensky quit. Just a few days before it came out that she knew that the jab was going to kill a lot of children in the womb. And she lied about it. So Walensky left and now they're going to put in another radical. Cohen is such a fan of Fauci that she posted. I looked at the photo. She posted a photo of her wearing a mask that act the mask itself has Fauci's face on it. She's also caught on tape laughing about locking down industries on a whim. The position of CDC doesn't 
currently requires Senate confirmation. Why would it? It's not a government agency. It's a private agency. But it does fall under Becerra's Health and Human Services Department. Therefore, Becerra hearing will be our chance to expose Cohen's rad- radicalism and try to derail the appointment. Listen, these guys are are just wasting their time. Becerra is not going to be honest. He is a devious. He's like a psychopath. That guy is so devious when you watch him. He is a, such a liar. Um all right, so I'm going to, I got about eight minutes left in this deal, and I'm going to do this, what they call the rant. One of my friends posted this, and it's not her writing, but some of the thing that, that uh, is written on the internet, and it, it's good, so it keeps getting passed along. I want to see if you identify with this. Person said, I worked hard for over 40 years. I need to rant for a moment. I'm getting old, and I've worked hard all my life. I've made my reputation, the good and the bad. I didn't inherit my job or my income, and I have worked hard to get where I am in life. I have juggled my job, my family, and my sacrifices up front to secure a life for my family. It wasn't always easy and still isn't, but I did it all while maintaining my integrity and my principles. I made mistakes, and I tried to learn from them. I have friends of every walk of life, and if you're in my circle, it should be understood that I don't have to remind you of what I'd be willing to do for you. However, I'm tired. Hold on, adjust my computer. I'm tired of being told that I have to spread the wealth to people who don't have my work ethic. People who have sacrificed nothing and feel entitled to receive everything. I'm tired of being told that the government will take the money I earn by force if necessary and give it to people too lazy to earn it themselves. I'm really tired of being told I must lower my living standard to fight global warming, which no one is allowed to debate. I'm really tired of hearing wealthy athletes, entertainers, and politicians of all parties talk like their opinions matter to the common man. I'm tired of any of them even pretending they can relate to the life and bank account that I have. I'm tired of people with a sense of entitlement, rich or poor. I'm upset that I'm labeled as a racist because I'm proud of my heritage. I never stole anyone's land. The government did that. I'm tired of being told I need to accept the latest fad or politically correct stupidity or befriending a group that's intent on killing me because I won't convert to their point of view. I'm really tired of people who don't take responsibility for their lives and their actions, especially the ones that want me to fund it. I'm tired of hearing them blame the government, discrimination, or big whatever for their problems. Yes, I'm really tired, but I'm also glad to be in the twilight of my life because mostly I'm not going to have to see the wretched, depressing world these useless idiots are creating. And lastly, because even though I shouted from the from the rooftops no one listened or seemed to give a rip you reap when you sow so do your children no one is entitled to anything you have a choice to work a choice to stay off drugs a choice to make something of yourself i have nothing to do with your choice that's all on you you are entitled to do what you earn there's no way these thoughts I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. So uh, one other one, I just got a few minutes. I'm just going to f- 
cover these. That, <clears throat> this is a. Let's see. Let me see really quick. I want to read you the Evan Goddess story. This really touched me. It's a picture of a guy hugging another fellow, and it says, This is Evan Gattis, G-A-T-T-I-S. He is the D-H, or designated hitter, for the world champion Houston Astros. His tears are different tears. He was one of the highest-rated catchers in the country coming out of high school. He signed on to catch for Texas A&M. He never made it to college station because of his deeply embedded anxiety issues. Those issues led him to substance abuse. He quit baseball. At one point in his life, he was homeless in New York City and begging for food. Through a friend, he got himself into a treatment center in California. He found himself. He found his love for baseball while he was there. Through another friend, he found a small college that gave him a shot to catch for them. Ten years later, through the love of his friends, family, and treatment, Evan Gaddis is a World Series champion. I told you, the writer says, his tears were different. And I don't know whether you've heard about this lady named Montana Fouts, blonde uh, pitcher, I believe, for Alabama. And it sounds like here that she may be lost in the World Series. But this is what America, I, I, this is America I love. Said Montana Fouts wore the Alabama uniform for the last time last night, and it was after his her fight through pain, after her gritty effort, and after her loss, when Montana reminded us of what class and loyalty are all are about. Fouts broke down in tears when she told the world what her coaches and teammates have meant mates have meant to her. The emotions had me thinking for weeks, and after she took the loss to Stanford in the College World Series, Montana let it all out. With Coach Patrick Murphy's right hand placed behind her neck for comfort, one of the most popular and respected athletes in Crimson Tide history said this in the post-game media gathering. Give me a second, she said. I'll get it out. I promise. These, prom these people are my everything. They, are, they really are. I couldn't have asked for a better place to spend my dream. This has always been my dream. I will have people. I will have these people people for the rest of my life i don't know if i'll ever have the words for what this place murph and coaches and these teammates mean to me i started playing softball because i love it i love the game i love the struggle because it brings me it that it brings me sometimes i love like murph has taught me to be an overcomer i love that i love that about our team i love the memories i love the teammates i love that it's brought me a family I feel like faith is us. We have that. We who we are who we are because we have that. I've been blessed beyond measures, not just opportunities or wins or anything like that. I've been blessed with the people. I have faith because these people make me have faith. They show me that there is a bigger picture and there's a bigger things out there of life than softball. We are a lot of things. I feel we're goofy. We're faithful. We are resilient. We have grit. But to me, the team is love. That's what I'm going to remember the most. That's what we're going to have 50 years here from now. While at Bama, Montana Fouts gave softball fans some memorable moments on the field. But her college career may be remembered more for the things she taught us 
when she was off the field. Said, be kind to everyone, especially children. Have faith. Stay loyal and classy. Live your dream. Montana Fouts blessed the world with a lesson during her stay at the capstone. Let it be a lesson that everyone uh, forever blesses. Uh, let it be a lesson that forever blesses Montana Fouts. Way to go, girl. I'm sorry you lost in the World Series, but I never got to see you play a game, but this makes me feel good knowing you did good. Okay. I want to, uh, I want to mention, uh, oh, let's see how much time we have. We have time to do that. So if you want to get your car fixed after it had a fight, Check out all, uh, Allen's Auto Body at Tea Garden and Sutter in Yuba City. Carrie and her husband uh, will take care of your vehicle and roll it out of there just brand new. Kevin and Carrie. You could call them at 530-671-1057 to make an appointment if you wish. 530-671-1057. Or you could just drive on in there and see if you can get an estimate. But they will take care of you. They will not rip you off. They are not skimmers. They're not scammers. They they love people, and they love doing a great job, and they love uh, <clears throat> honesty. They love America. 530-671-1057. We'll be right back after our first break. Hang with us. subject today it was spurred by an article. It's about the damage done, they say, by COVID to young people in our society. Let me tell you immediately, drop the word COVID. The damage to people, especially young people, around the world was not from COVID. It was from lockdowns. It's a lie that COVID hurt young people. Lockdowns hurt young people. Being locked out of school hurt young people, not COVID. But people have accepted it, even people who uh, write these articles. They say because of COVID, because of COVID, because no, because of lockdown. One country in the world did not lock down, of which I am aware, Sweden. And not one kid under 16, they, don't, they kept schools open till the age of 16. Not one kid died. No teacher died for, from contact with a kid. This is the second year anniversary of my announcement through PragerU, that infamous tweet, lockdowns are the greatest mistake in human history. And I made sure to make it clear. I didn't say greatest evil. I said greatest mistake. It ended up doing a lot of evil, but, it, but I, I didn't call it an evil. I called it a mistake. And it was a state mistake everywhere. Every country bought into this. And they hurt young people. I hope not permanently. I hope not permanently. It is one thing to have your life stunted at 40. So between 40 and 42, you stayed home. It's awful, but you've already developed into, into a, an adult. But when you're 13 
or 15 or 18 or 8, the damage, uh, I, I pray it's reversible, but I don't know that it's fully reversible. Certainly the academic damage, missed two years of school, and hey, big deal, let's just go back to what it was. The damage academically is astonishing. Even all the newspapers that were pro-lockdown are writing now articles, are now writing articles about how much damage the lockdown, they call it COVID, the lockdowns did to the academic abilities of most young people in, in the United States. And throw in every other country. I'm just speaking because I'm an American and I know the American media. But they're all now writing, oh, it's really damaging, really damaging, did terrible uh, things to, to young people. But they were the ones who advocated doing terrible things to young people. It is inexcusable. In the United States, the CDC, the FDA, the NIH ruined young people. The medical profession was almost criminal in, in what it advocated. Just so we're clear on the scale of the issue, each electric vehicle battery for a heavy-duty truck weighs 8,000 pounds, and you need at least two of them. So we're talking the weight of, you know, four or five cars. And our, my friends and peers in the industry nationwide who have tried to make efforts to put in, say, hey, I'm going to convert a dozen forklifts to electric, or I want to tee up a facility for 30 electric trucks. There is no power. The utilities come back, the cities come back and say, is this some kind of joke? One friend tried to put in, in Illinois, a, uh, a facility, tee it up for 30 trucks electrification. The city came back and said, this is some kind of joke. You're asking for more draw than the entire city requires. And just to give you an idea, 30, 50 trucks, that's like a five, six megawatt application. The factory that makes the trucks is a two megawatt factory. I want to mention uh, North Valley Paralegal. I've been talking a lot this week to North Valley Paralegal. People keep calling me and saying, Lou, I need this, I need that. Can you tell me the name of that lady at North Valley Paralegal? And then other people say, I need, I need a, a will, I need a divorce papers, I need to help sort out this restraining order, da-da-da. So Nellie Garcia was on the phone with her talking about all this kind of stuff, getting recommendations and hooking people up and... Uh, so if you need some help, legal stuff when you're in the middle of a difficult situation is awful confusing unless you've done it before, you've got some experience, but it when it isn't, you can get manipulated and take advantage of and it can be depressing and want, you want some people just throw up their hands and give everything away. But if you'll talk to Nellie Garcia at North Valley Paralegal first, rather than doing something radical or stupid, she might really help you find some peace going through a difficult time in your life. So North Valley Paralegal, Nellie Garcia, call 530-751-9289, 530-751-9289. And you can find her in Yuba City, California, at 1110 Civic Center Boulevard, Suite 202A. 
when you pull into the parking lot, they'll have the 100 suites and a sign says who's in who's who in the zoo. And then you get to the 200 sign and it may see, say a, a guy's name, Jim Nielsen. Well, that used to be his office, but the, the proprietor of that complex isn't really up to changing the signs quick. But just go to 202A and you'll find Yanelli or Nelly Garcia and she will take care of you. She works. We work together on lots of projects. I know her. She's done personal work for me. She's been wonderful to work with. She's honest. She's lovely. And she's uh, going to get it done a lot cheaper than the average attorney. So check it out. All right. Let's get back to talking about some issues here. Um, we have a situation. Let's see. Hold on just a second. Well, I, uh, oh, here it is. Okay. So I wanted to talk about, uh, politicians and God help us. We need people in power or representing us in political positions, whether it's in the city or the county or the state, but certainly we need to pay attention to the city and the county. That's right in our backyard. And unfortunately, so many people get voted into power because of what they can do for their friends. And instead of serving for all the constituents and what's better for all of us, they do what's better for people that can benefit them. One of those guys that got elected, unfortunately, in the last go around, the guy that was in there was not great. So there was a yearning to try somebody new in the first district in the, in the county of Sutter. And um, so there was a hope that a guy named Nick McKelly, uh, who is uh, born with a silver spoon in his mouth, is from a wealthy family, a big farm and business family, land family in Sutter County. And many times when people get wealthy, they think they can run the county instead of just minding their own business. And uh, so they stick their nose into other people's business where they should not stick it. Uh, they should just, if they want to lobby for farming issues, great. But sticking their nose into other, other people's business is rude. So Nick McKelly uh, got elected, and basically he has his constituency is not the residents of his district that he serves, supposed to be serving. He actually has about a handful of constituents that he just does their bidding for them on the Board of Supervisors. From the very beginning, when he ran, there was a question about whether he actually lived in the district. There's five districts, five supervisorial districts in Sutter County. There was discussion among uh, people in the county, n not to attack him, but just saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't think he lives in that district. Now, there are McKellys that live in his district. His mama lives in the district. District. They have business entities in the district. But the, the laws, the rules, say you have to physically live in your district, not do business in your district, not have a mama in your district, not have a daddy in your district, not graze your horses in the district, but you, sh you need to have your family dwelling in your district full time, not, not between two places. So on his election certificate... When he took out papers, um, he listed 6351 Kent Avenue. 
6351 Kent Avenue. That happens to be his mother's home in District 1, which is where uh, the, the election was to occur. The, the man uh, was running for election. The current this former supervisor was running for re-election. And so Mrs. McKelly, mama, lives at 6351 Kent Avenue. Okay? So Nick McKelly claimed that he actually lived with mama. But the fact is that he and his wife and their children live at 6351 Nuestro Road. And that is in District 3, according to my information. The sad thing is that in the county clerk recorder's office, I guess they're not responsible to determine whether people are lying or telling the truth on their nomination papers. Because at the bottom... You sign it and you swear that what you're saying on the nomination papers is true. And so on his nomination papers, it says that he lives over on Kent Avenue, which is mama in the district one, but he resides in district three is that's the facts today and has been all along. But the people that wanted him in power, you see people that think they're big shots in a small county in California. They ignore the law when it benefits them. You understand what I'm saying? And they, when, when they're called on it, they get away with it because we have crooked judges and we, we don't have people that will enforce the law. So I was talking to somebody today and I said, well, who's if the County clerk is not responsible to vet the information on that form, Who is responsible to hold people accountable for telling the truth, particularly elected officials? And I was told that you have to file a citizen's complaint with the Sutter County Superior Court. Well, people have finally gotten fed up with this, and I think that's what's going to happen, which made me very happy. Not because I don't like McKelly. I really have no feeling either way about him, even though I've had a lot of trouble I haven't personally had any personal discussions with him, but he's been harassing the Church of Glad Tidings for years uh, since he's been on the board. And uh, his family has, even though we've never done anything to harm them. We've never done a thing. We just have been we've been living there or working out of 40 acres there since 1981 and owned it since the 1970s. And now his family wants to tell the government how we're supposed to operate as a church and ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. So Nick McKelly, he believes that, that uh, glad tidings is doing all this work against him. What's what that's called folks is living rent free. And Nick McKelly's mind, if he's staying awake at night, if he's drinking himself to sleep, if he's driving by and cursing us, That's just all because he's created a scenario in his mind that somehow people are after him. The Bible says, the wicked flee when no one pursues. Let me say that again. The wicked flee when no one pursues. That's called paranoia. Paranoia. And so uh, somehow uh, Nick McKelly thinks that Glad Tidings and others in the community are, are trying to get someone to run against him. 
And uh, it's interesting that instead of just doing a great job or coming and apologizing for making a fool of himself and costing the church a couple thousand dollars, showing up drunk and cussing people out at the church, driving drunk to the church, uh, instead of apologizing <coughs> and getting it over with, he just going to just say, screw you, which is what rich people do. They just think because they have more money than other people, they think they have more value than other people. That's just the opposite of way it, the, way it's, uh, the way it really is in life. Uh, they have a greater responsibility in life to make, other, make sure others are doing well uh, instead of lording it over others. But Jesus said actually in the Bible, isn't it like that with the Gentiles or non-Jews? They lord it over people. That's what Nick McKelly, as soon as he got in, he likes the power and he wants to run around and tell people about how it's going to be. But he just hasn't run into people. I guess I guess he runs around with a bunch of pussies that, that uh, will just let him do stuff to them instead of us, which we won't. And so Nick McKelly now has sworn on a, on a document that he indeed lives where his mama lives. And so he lied to the resident, the, the uh, constituents, the voters of the uh, first district. That's like voter fraud. You don't understand what voter fraud is? This is like candidate fraud where you portray yourself as something that you're not. Now, so what do you have when you have a supervisor that's a fraud before he even gets in office? Do you think, oh, now he becomes righteous? Now he becomes not a fraud? Now you can trust his word? Now he's honest? No, 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 no. That's not, what, that's not how it works in life. If, you, if, you're, if you're faithful in the small things, if you're reliable in the small things, if you're honest in the small things, you will be so in the big, big issues of life. So when you're caught and you can't even run for the election in the right district, but you lie to get in, you cannot be trusted and you need to be removed from office. Now, the question is, is whether the court system of Sutter County, which is proven to be fallacious, which is proven to be flawed, which is proven to be a sham. If you remember, you remember back a few years ago when the grand jury, after toiling for a year on investigations that they were tasked to do, they came up with a report that that uh, Judge Aronson said, I'm not going to I'm I, this report needs to be rewritten. So some of them tried to adjust it a little bit, but finally said, no, it, it still needs to be rewritten. And finally they said, listen, if you want to write the report, Brian Aronson, you write the report and you sign it when you send it, not the 19 jurors. So finally they had a standoff. The 19 jurors walked out and judge Brian Aronson also walked out from his judgeship. He had four years left of making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, but his reputation was forever tarnished because he was corrupt. And sadly, uh, the Bible talks about corrupt judges. We have a lot of corrupt judges. I'm not saying what party they're from. I really don't care. Corrupt judges should be impartial regardless of what party they come from and should judge on the merits. So now what we know in Sutter County is they're unable to clean up their mess. I used to talk to sheriffs about this issue. What happens when you get a crooked uh, sheriff, a, a sheriff's deputy or a crooked uh, police officer? 
And the, the sheriffs I talked to were good men. And they said, Lou, it happens. Sometimes there's a character issue or sometimes uh, there's an issue we need to sort out. And they said it all depends on how they respond, if they're honest and if they haven't violated the law. If it's just a character issue, if it's a character issue and we can resolve it and they're honest and they come clean, we can sometimes work with them. But if it if they can't come clean, they need to be go. They need to be fired. So every county has faced this, whether or not. Now, if they are going to deal with a fraud in their midst, deal with fraud in their midst. And we're going to see over this uh, McKelly situation because it's very clear that uh, he's not being truthful or wasn't truthful and still isn't being truthful about his, the, where he resides. But it's interesting, the, the amount of the number of people in the community that knew it all along and just looked the other way. You know, people, we cannot look the other way when when wrongdoing and it's it's being done against the people of Sutter County. It's one thing it shouldn't be done ever. It's one thing if somebody does a crime or is or is uh, getting away with something that affects them and maybe a victim, one victim. But it's another thing when somebody gets into office, just like cheats on the election, has a fraudulent election. It's a uh, bootlegged election. It's a humbug election. Uh, it, it can't be trusted, the election. It undermines the entire political landscape of the, of the county. That's what Nick McKelly is. He's dishonest, and uh, he, he is not worthy of an office. If they, He wants to run in, in uh, District 3, where he lives, and become a, uh, a supervisor, and they want him. Go for it, dude. Go for it. But the fact of, of this, uh, his it's constantly been in question. And so we'll see uh, whether he's able to sort it out or not. The other thing I, I came across, I don't know whether I, let me see if I got it quickly here. Um, hmm. Oh, here it is. One of our listeners sent me this gender awareness in schools in Los Angeles. It's the California calendar for Los Angeles schools. In June, Pride Month. October, LGBTQ plus History Month. October 11th, National Coming Out Day. November 20, Transgender Day of Remembrance. March 31, Transgender Day of Visibility. And April 12th, LGBTQ plus day of silence. So now instead of just one month, the poor black people feel sorry for them. Morgan Freeman doesn't even want one, one month for black people, which I agree with. I don't think we should do ethnic months. It's, it's divisive and racist. So what the gender awareness people done have done, which they're very a tiny, 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 tiny minority. They have ended up getting five. They got six mentions in five different months, June, October, November, March and April. They got two October mentions. Does this seem like an agenda to you? This is crazy. This is all. Uh, it's called gender awareness in public schools in LA. Somebody ought to check in to see if they're going to do this up here in Yuba County, Sutter County, 
Yuba City Unified, Marysville Unified, Wheatland Unified, East Nicholas Unified. Somebody should check and see if you're going to put up with that, if that's okay with you as a, as a parent. You know, sometimes you parents don't want to stand up. You expect people that don't even have kids in school to stand up for you. You need to stand up for yourself and get down there and create some havoc over this. And uh, Okay. Wow. We've been passing out Narcan. Let me just give you this from the streets. Sorry I'm writing so late. We have been out there educating and supplying Narcan at full force, Lou. I spoke with three people yesterday and said they see the doctor next week. So many people, they have skin that is wide open. It's sad. That's the trank that's in the fentanyl. We went to... uh, motocross track under the bridge and the Rio Rancho. It's a sad, sad mess there. Talk to you soon. You know, so we're, we're not just sitting at a desk like the government is, uh, talk and stashing Narcan around. We're actually delivering it to the addicts. We don't get paid for it. We do it because it's the right thing to do. It's American way to do it. That's American DNA. Sitting behind a desk, think, getting paid all kinds of money, talking about how you're doing all this. People say, oh, oh, you did Russian Oh, yeah, we're talking. Yeah, we have policies. We have protocols. We have Narcan stashed over at this location. Well, do you talk to any addicts? Well, no. Sometimes if they stop in, maybe. But no, no, we don't really. We're not allowed to go out there and talk to addicts and actually make a difference. Well, how do you get the Narcan to them? Well, I guess they could come in and ask for it, and then we would give it to them, right? So on and on and on it goes, people, the complete dysfunction. Uh, I'm going to save this next one to after the break. We're coming up to our second break to going into our third segment here. So uh, thank you for listening, and we'll be right back. Getting crazy, baby, chill. Don't medicate, just meditate. You waking up now, well, baby, you hella late. Educate, look at what's going on, let it resonate, accelerate. Find your inner hunger like you never ate. Agenda is to push the hate, separate and segregate. Don't celebrate quite yet, the storm is coming. Cue for heaven's sake. Violence that they demonstrate, instigate and penetrate. The values of our country and our God is what they desecrate. My fighters ain't no featherweight. Pulling out the seams of the fabric that they fabricate. They feed us lies, manipulate, intimidate through fear and force. Forcing us to sit and wait till we come together, congregate, and then we liberate. Praying that you give me strength to find some love amongst the hate. Marching on these streets of blood till I see the golden gates. Troubadour, troubled souls, one of God's servants. Blades out, cut the grass till we see the serpents. One day, I hope you see the truth. This puppet show stays on because of you. i 
swallowed, just digested. Suspected something's going on, but chose to just neglect it. Deflected by some breaking news, always just accepted. Expected just to fall in line and follow their perspective. Don't question their objective, but I got a lot of questions. How these kids molested, but nobody's been arrested. Read it in the testament, these children are protected. So I'm fighting all these terrorists, both foreign and domestic. Refuse to be directed. Blind, not a sheep, only kneel to my God, so I'm dying on my feet. Uh, silence when we speak, but there's violence in the street. I've been rolling with the punches, I can't take it on the cheek. Uh, drink from a glass half full, I'm optimistic. People are sadistic, so vicious and malicious. Praying for assistance to overcome my position, or I'm gonna start resisting, and then I pray for forgiveness. Oh, day, I hope you see the truth. This puppet show stays on because of you fools. We've been dancing with the devil way too long. I know it's fun, but get ready to pay your dues. Oh, God, come. Soldiers, sailors, and airmen of the Allied Expeditionary Force, you are about to embark upon the great crusade toward which we have striven these many months. The eyes of the world are upon you. The hopes and prayers of liberty-loving people everywhere march with you. In company with our brave allies and brothers-in-arms on other fronts, you will bring about the destruction of the German war machine, the elimination of Nazi tyranny over the oppressed peoples of Europe, and security for ourselves in a free world. Your task will not be an easy one. Your enemy is well-trained, well-equipped, and battle-hardened. He will fight savagely. But this is the year 1944. Much has happened since the Nazi triumphs of 1940-41. The United Nations have inflicted upon the Germans great defeats in open battle, man-to-man. Our air offensive has seriously reduced their strength in the air, and their capacity to wage war on the ground. Our home fronts have given us an overwhelming superiority in weapons and munitions of war and placed at our disposal great reserves of trained fighting men. The tide has turned. The free men of the world are marching together to victory. I have full confidence in your courage, devotion to duty, and skill in battle. We will accept nothing less than full victory. Good luck, and let us all beseech the blessing of Almighty God upon this great and noble undertaking. Winston? Ike, apologies for the short notice. I wanted to tell you about my plans for D-Day. Your plans? I've arranged a berth for myself on HMS Belfast. That ship is sailing into battle. I know you and I have not agreed on all points of this operation, but surely we must agree on its importance. The men need to feel that the nation is with them, so I shall go. Is this a joke? Not in the least. Well, for Christ's sake, he can't go. Why ever not? Because if you get killed on one of my ships, 
It's my responsibility. Your Master Belfast is not one of your ships. She's one of the kings. Let's not split hairs. I have accepted you as the supreme commander of the British forces involved in Overlord. But in the Navy, there are four of our men to every one of yours. Christ. But you are an American general. You may not regulate the complements of British ships. I'm not trying to regulate your goddamn ships. I am just telling you not to go. I am the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. Minister of Defense. I shall go wherever I consider it necessary to the discharge of my duty. You may not tie me down. Tie you oh, down. I've seen this before. In the first war. Big men fighting from the safety of their armchairs. It's no good. Commanders must see the battlefields for themselves. You're not a damn commander. Is this about Montgomery? You're just trying to get on the beaches before him? Of course not. I hadn't even thought of that. What if he gets shot? I've been in wars before. You're the sitting prime minister. We can't risk your life. You're asking a quarter of a million young men to risk theirs. That's their job. It's not yours. If you want me to submit to this unconscionably dangerous plan, the least you can do is let me lead my men into battle. I will not sit back in London with my paws crossed, listening to them being mown down by German bullets on the wireless. I shall go with them. I shall share their fate. Don't ask me to host your damn amateur theatrics. There's a war on! Jake Larson was 21 years old when he stormed Omaha Beach with his army unit. Never in my life did I ever think that I would be standing on Omaha Beach on the 75th anniversary of D-Day. It's like a dream come true, like I won the lottery. The 96-year-old vet says the beach today looks dramatically different. The sea here is clear. There was bloody bodies. What can a person say now except that war is hell? Just think of it, a, a million mines out in front of us. 2,400 rounds yeah. shooting at you yeah. at any one time. You stopped for a cigarette. I stopped for a cigarette behind that berm and my matches were wet. So I, I turned to, to my left and not three feet from me, there was a soldier. And I says, buddy, have you got a match? And he didn't answer. I looked again, and there was no head under the helmet. The soul of that boy inspired me to up at that instant and run for the cliff. How does it feel to come back here, Jake? It's one of the most unbelievable things that could ever happen to me. I, I never figured I'd be even living this long. 96 years old is not chicken feed stuff. <laughs> no, sir, it's not. No. <laughs> but Larson almost didn't make it here. And it wasn't because of his age, but because of funding. Veteran organizations were going to help, but there was a problem. As quick as they found out that my service records were burned up, they dropped me like a hot potato. <laughs> But two women at his favorite coffee shop decided to raise money for him through a crowdfunding site. When they told me they were going to put that on the internet or someplace, I said, I'm going to get one of the chairs here and get a tin cup and sit out in front 
and I'll bet you I'll pick up more right outside here than you will to, for that. I said, who is going to pay money for me to go over there? Turns out a lot of people yeah. did. How did that make you feel? Well, it made me feel great because I've got a book that I didn't know if I could publish or not. Yeah. But this is going to help me publish that. The name of the book is going to be The Luckiest Man in the World. That's how you feel. That's exactly how I feel. Heading straight towards the water? Yeah, just keep right on walking. The motto of your unit, which is on a pin on your hat, I believe. Is to the last man. You're the last man I, now. I am the last man, yes. What do you want people to know on this 75th anniversary, Jake? Uh, don't remember me. Remember all those guys that sacrificed their lives for freedom that we all enjoy today. And remember, freedom is not free. You say here, I was the last off, last one off the ship when they dumped us out too far. We marched off the ramp into the water and all walked in a line. I made my way into the icy water that reached up to my chin, holding my rifle over my head, but I wasn't thinking about the water's temperature. I just wanted to get through it alive. The section of shore I landed on was known as Easy Red. We were supposed to be able to walk through the surf and find bomb holes, which would be shelters for us. The Air Corps totally missed Omaha Beach, so there was no protection for us. Those beaches were all mined. I would find out later in life that there were millions of mines on that beach. If you stepped on one of those babies, it was a quick trip to heaven. I was more afraid of stepping on a mine than being shot at. I ran toward the cliffs, making sure to step in the same footprints as the man in front of me made. What in the hell am I doing here? The thought pounded in my head as I dodged bullets, determined to stay focused on reaching the safety of the cliffs. How did a simple farm boy from Minnesota land on Omaha Beach on D-Day? Machine guns were firing in all directions with bodies everywhere. Those MG-42 machine guns shot 1,200 to 1,500 rounds per minute. I ran and dodged, finally making my way to a sand berm. The bullets were blasting off the berm as I ducked into it. I wasn't going to get out of that hole no matter what. I smoked at that time, and I had my cigarettes in this plastic bag so they wouldn't get wet. Unfortunately, I didn't have a match. I remember then that I started shaking. Before that moment, I had felt no fear. I turned to my left and, left and saw a soldier lying down with his back toward me. I called out, hey buddy, do you have a match? Then I noticed there was no head underneath the helmet. That got me moving. Jake, move, I told myself. I got up and dashed for the bottom of the cliff wall about 200 yards away. I remember saying to myself, Jake, what the hell are you doing here? You're running for your life so nobody can shoot at you, but everybody can shoot at you. I only weighed 120 pounds soaking wet, so that was an advantage since it's hard to shoot at a toothpick. After what seemed like an eternity, I made it to the cliff wall where I was safe. From what I've read, over 2,500 died at Omaha Beach that day.
we're back for our third segment. <clears throat> and I want to mention Dr. Cassia was talking about fentanyl and, and Trank, what they call Trank. And um, the, the actual name for Trank is Xylazine. I'll spell it for you. It's a horse. It's a big animal tranquilizer when they want to put down a big animal and work on them. Spelled X-Y-L-A-Z-I-N-E. X-Y-L-A-Z-I-N-E. It's not an opiate. It's a tranquilizer. It just knocks you out. Called xylazine. The problem is that not only is it dangerous, <clears throat> Narcan does not reverse its effects because it's not an opiate. It also gives you major breakdown some, for what, whatever reason. I don't know all the scientific reasons, but your skin begins to break down and get lesions. And uh, one day I was walking uh, by the casino, this little card room actually across from McDonald's in Marysville. And I had to park over there because there wasn't parking in front of the radio station. So I, I was walking about a half block away. And I walked by a lady that was sitting in kind of a little stoop entrance into this business. And she had all her belongings around her. She's sitting cross-legged early in the morning. And she was looking down at her hand, which her middle finger was exposed. And the, the bottom half or the outer half of her finger was actually gone as she cut it off from the big knuckle out but it was like a raw stump on the on the finger raw stump and uh it would just like like tiny hamburger it, it looked a little gnarly and i thought wow 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 how'd that happen i thought maybe she accidentally got it caught somewhere and damaged it or whatever but later i learned it's from trank and it's a product they're putting in the fentanyl to give you a bigger punch when you want to get knock yourself out and get euphoric for a minute before you're totally out. So <clears throat> anyway, my friend Ginger reached out to me and sent me this uh, write-up on xylazine tonight. And uh, side effects of humans, side effects on humans, skin lesions, sores, infections, respiratory depression, decrease in blood pressure, hyperglycemia, Blurred vision, I don't need any of that myself. Disorientation is staggering, inability to respond. Unconsciousness or sedation, coma, death from overdose. And it has a picture of a large animal, like a horse or something. Unbelievable. So, you know, whatever's possible to get into humans' bodies gets into, gets into their bodies. So, um, okay, I wanted to give a couple places to educate yourself throughout the week one is freedomco.net freedomco.net it's called stands uh short for freedom Co coalition network freedom coalition network but we have a website called freedomco.net and it has all kinds of cool topics there for you for activism for covid for uh, educational issues vaccine issues if you're trying to recover from the COVID va vaccine, um, transgender issues, all kinds of stuff, free of charge, and you could go browse there at your will, freedomco.net. Second thing is a couple, actually three Facebook pages. You can write them down. One is my Facebook page, Live with Lou, and I post the podcast over there, and also some uh, other things get posted over there uh, of interest, political things. Uh, social 
cultural things. And then a, a couple sites, Sutter County Say No to New Taxes is a very powerful site. Sutter County Say No to New Taxes. And then finally, Yuba College Bond, number, hashtag, it's a hashtag number sign, number five, Yuba College Bond, hashtag five, hyphen, vote no. Please use those. Find if You can't make a good decision without good information. Factual, honest information. And so many times you get part the partial story from the government. They lie. They lie. Almost everything they they put out is a lie. And so uh, I just encourage you to um, check out your facts, know what's going on. Then when you need to make a decision where you're going to spend your money or vote, you got that dialed in. Now, that leads into another issue that I want to talk to you about. And so I was up speaking in Placer County, as I mentioned, probably last week, it's been about three this Friday night. It'll be three Friday nights ago, I think. So while I was there, a question got posed in the group and it wasn't for me to answer it. It wasn't posed to me. It was just brought up about all this crazy products at, uh, <clears throat> like whether it's Bud Light or whether it's Target having transsexual stuff, cross-gender stuff, or no matter what, what kind of business it is, this lady said, why don't we picket them? Why don't we picket them? And uh, I think there's a time to picket. There's a time to um, do a recall, for instance. Both are very laborious. It's hard to maintain people. You're dealing with bad weather. All kinds of things. One of the most powerful things that's often overlooked in showing or exerting your influence over a major corporation or any business, in fact, is to simply not spend your money there. Now, if you're whining right now because you're a target addict, that's not my problem. That's your problem. And that's a really weird and uh, twisted problem to have you think oh i think twisted people are like drug addicts and stuff no if you're addicted to a particular business and you're so caught up in that business beyond just buying a product you're twisted and you you actually need some help you should probably go for counseling what i tell people is every time you know we get to vote every once in a while for things that are important to us right Maybe you get to vote every two years, major votes on every four years. And then that's it. Done voting. Lots of stuff happens, happens in between county government, city government makes decisions that they should really ask you about, ask me about, and they just make them. So one way that you can vote all the time, how would you like to vote anytime you wanted to vote? Well, you can. Every time you spend a dollar, whether you spend it at Taco Bell or Antonio's or Jim Boys, you are saying yes to that particular taco company and no to the other two. You get three votes or four votes or five votes just every time you spend a few dollars. And every time you even mention that, oh, I got such a good taco over here or a good taco over there. I love going to that taco place, that taqueria, right? You are voting. Right? 
you are economically voting. You're voting for one thing and you're voting against something else. It's much more effective than picketing. Now, sometimes we need to take a stand and make a quick display of our displeasure and picketing is fine. I'm not saying I've never picketed. I've picketed a lot just in the past few years, in fact, over political agendas like with COVID. What I'm telling you is like the woman who said, well, I think we ought to, we ought to pick it and, and target da, 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 da. I think it's better if they see just like they're seeing now, they're seeing a multi-billion dollar slippage in their, in their stock value. And it's got their attention. It's also got Bud Light's attention. It's got a lot of businesses attention where people just said, you know, I don't need to shop at target. I can do without. I can shop at alternative places for some of that and shop online for some of that. And, uh, but I'll be darned if I'm going to support the very things that are rot rotting the, the brain and the soul of my children. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to mislead my kids. And so, uh, I would, I would stop shopping at target. I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy any products and, and this is going to rock your world. There are a lot of corporations that are woke. And they represent a lot of products that are, are really common products that we buy, whether they're food condiment type products or whether they're other products, clothing, cleaning products, lots of stuff. I'm telling you, if people want to stop this nonsense we can stop it. If you're not serious, then why talk trash all the time? Shut your mouth and just go and spend your money. I'm tired of people whining and then they don't do a thing about it. Even, you know, I used to work at the Church of Glad Tidings. They said, Lou, could you counsel some people here and there and other things? And I finally had to tell the pastor, I said, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to counsel people. They just suck up your time and they don't, uh, they don't uh, actually do what you say. Why counsel them? It's a waste. I only have so many years to live. Why would I want to waste my time on you if you're not going to do what I tell you? Right? So um, the fact is, uh, Dave Bryan spoke recently on a Zoom call to sheriffs and pastors throughout the country. And his message, among other things to them, was that if we could have gotten a lot of sheriffs or a lot of pastors to say no to COVID. In other words, we're not going to follow your mandates. Go fly a kite. COVID would have stopped. The COVID mandates would have stopped. But the problem is we couldn't get sheriffs and we couldn't get the pastors. So that's a particular thing we're stuck with. The fact is every time I spend, even as a single person, I spend a lot of money just on repair stuff, uh, cleaning stuff, foods, foods, uh, car expenses, gasoline. I can make some adjustments everywhere. The fact is, if you don't have a heart for it, shut your mouth, just shut your mouth. Go, go buy some of that stuff right next to the funky stuff at Target. So anyway, I just wanted to address that since a woman addressed me and we had a discussion about it. Uh, 
and she had, was all lathered up about it. And yet, uh, I don't know if I see her again or talk to her, I'm going to say, did you stop spending your money at Target? Anyway, you know, here's the deal. If Target moved out of our community, you might miss them, but you're not going to miss spending money. You're going to go find that product and buy it from somewhere. Buy it from somewhere and not Target. Make your mind up. You're going to make a difference. So that's just a, a thought on that. Um, let's see. This is really sad to me. Um, have you been in kind of a trippy presentation two Saturdays ago, two, two weekends ago? The guy that spoke at Glad Tidings spoke about AI. Have you had any lectures on AI? Have you watched a video like from YouTube on AI? It's pretty, pretty amazing. Things are changing really quick. So I heard a presentation at Glad Tidings, and then I went online and studied quite a bit of uh, information on AI. Is it good or bad? So this guy says, Americans are trapped in a loneliness epidemic. I was so fascinated by this. I used to take sociology classes in college. It deals with a lot of things like this. Behavior, how people deal with, with tragedy, etc., said Americans are trapped in a loneliness epidemic across the country. People are having fewer and so, fewer and fewer social interactions. That's interesting, huh? You don't, in other words, you're not hooking up with people, having coffee, having a chat, going for a sandwich, right? Going to a ball game together. So it's across the country, people are having fewer and f- fewer social interactions, spending more time alone and reporting fewer close friends. These trends are just a symptom of the COVID pandemic. While the last few may have accelerated the loneliness crisis, the shift towards a more solitary life has been happening for years. So they're spreading the blame. A new report from the U.S. Surgeon General finds that social activities of all kinds have have declined. And it compared the health impact of increasing loneliness. It compared that to smoking 12 cigarettes a day. My own research found that the Americans are in in the throes of a friendship recession with people reporting smaller social workers. Sorry. With people reporting smaller social circles and fewer close friends. Did you get it? Smaller social circles and fewer close friends. The rising tide of isolation is particularly acute among young people. Think about that. The time that Americans between the ages of 15 and 24 spend with friends has declined considerably over the last two decades, according to the Surgeon General's report. From an average of 2.5 hours a day to just over 40 minutes a day. says it seems as if everything in modern life is inspiring to perpetuate the loneliness problem from the design of our technology to to where we build our homes. We already we already know how addictive social media can be. Nearly ev- nearly one of every 3 reports being online reports being online almost constantly. 
according to Pew Research Center. So the University of Pennsylvania popped off that, that the social media helps fuel feelings of loneliness. Well, it's just something you can look into and see if you're going to make hay out of it, or you can talk to your bosses or your coworkers. It's just what you're reading out of uh, Children's Health Defense Fund, I believe that came out of there. So uh, check it out. Check it out. Let's see. Let my let me. Uh, All right. Huh. Okay. So I wanted to mention the Peachtree Health. That's where Dr. Cassidy, my partner in crime, so to speak, Dr. Joe Cassidy works. He is the former health official for Yuba County. He is a specialist for many, many years in addiction of all types, and he's a great guy. I know him personally, and so he said, Lou, let everybody know. I will help them get onto Suboxone or f help them find a rehab if that's what they want and help them find the funding because the government isn't taking that on anymore. So please call Peachtree Health. I'm going to give you three numbers. I'm going to give you Peachtree Health's number. Then I'm going to give you um, Joe Cassidy's number, his direct number, and now I'm going to give you my number. Different qualifications for each one of them. They're different po political things. Anyway, Peachtree Health is 530-749-3242. 749-3242. Dr. Cassidy's number, if you cannot get through on Peachtree Health, then just dial up Cassidy, 530-682-8648, 682-8648. That's a, that's a cell. You could text or call it during the day, not at night, and don't blow up his phone. If you don't get a call, call back in a few hours, call me. I'm going to give you my number, 530-713-1838, 530-713-1838. And I will hook you up with whomever we think is best for you. Okay? That's what we're doing. All right. I'm getting close. I'm getting close. This is the Durden DU. R-D-E-N, Dispatch. And it's a guy, one guy writes it. It's Tyler Durden. And um, I'm going to read the first paragraph. I've about, oh, I don't have many. I just got 19 seconds to go. So this is going to end the first half of our uh, show, and you'll hear some clips to carry us through to the middle of the hour, top of the hour, I should say.
This is that message to you, the unvaccinated. Even if I were pollinated and fully vaccinated, I would admire the unvaccinated for withstanding the greatest pressure I've ever seen from partners, parents, children, friends, colleagues, and even doctors. People who are capable of such personality, courage, and critical ability are undoubtedly the best part of humanity. They are everywhere, in all ages, levels of education, states, and ideas. They are of a special kind. They are the soldiers that every army of light wants to have in its ranks. They are the parent that every child wants to have and the children that every parent dreams of having. They are beings above the average of their societies. They are the essence of the people who have, well, built all cultures and conquered horizons. They are there, next to you. They look normal, but they are superheroes. They did what others could not. They were the tree that withstood the hurricane of insults, discrimination, and social exclusion. And they did it because they thought they were alone. And they believed that, well, they were the only ones. Banned from their families' tables at Christmas, they never saw anything so cruel. They lost their jobs, let their careers sink, had no more money, but they didn't care. They suffered immeasurable discrimination, denunciation, betrayal, and humiliation, but they kept on going. Never before in humanity has there been such a casting. Now we all know who are the best on the planet Earth. Men, women, young, old, rich, poor of all races or religions, the unvaccinated, the chosen of the invisible ark, the only ones who managed to resist when everything collapsed. That's you. You passed an unimaginable test that many of the toughest Marines, Commandos, Green Berets, astronauts, and even geniuses could not withstand. You are made of the stuff of the greatest who ever lived. Those heroes born among ordinary men who glow in the dark. Remember, you're the voice. And it's time to make it count. Altion Jurek, best known as Altion Childs, is an Australian performer who topped the charts after winning the second season of X Factor Australia in 2010. On April 15th of this year, Altian published a five-hour video claiming he was initiated into the Freemasons and that Freemasonry is hiding the true world religion, Satanism. He goes on to reveal how every initiate must swear a vow of secrecy to never reveal the secrets of Freemasonry to anyone whatsoever under penalty of having their body severed in two and their bowels burned to ashes, their throat slit and their tongue torn out by the roots. This is the sign you do upon entering and exiting the ritual room while facing the Grand Master. It stands for throat slit and it goes like this. They use symbolic gestures to flaunt their secret religion, such as the sign of the master of the second veil or the hidden hand, the sign of silence. As you move up the ranks of Freemasonry, the oaths of silence for taking each degree become more brutal. Having your heart torn out and fed to wild beasts, your head struck off and placed on the highest spire of Christendom, destroying your business and reputation, and hanging you in your own home. Masonic rules clearly stipulate that the Lodge has the authority and obligation to uphold these mandates and penalize any member who violates them. Masonic rules also warn members from inviting the vulgar and profane. 
The profane is what they call the uninitiated, anyone outside their secret order. As one climbs the ladder of power in Freemasonry, each degree requires more barbaric acts from the initiate. From being humiliated and stepped on, drinking wine from a human skull, stabbing human skulls. And in one of the highest degrees, the initiate removes a blindfold to find a severed human head lying on the floor with a bloody knife beside it. He is instructed to take the knife in his right hand and the head in his left. Eventually, this leads the initiate to accept human sacrifice as a rite of initiation, which is the ultimate goal of this unholy hierarchy. 33rd degree Mason Manley P. Hall, who was named Freemason of the Century, wrote that Freemasonry is a religion and that initiates are intentionally misled until they reach the highest levels. He wrote that Freemasonry is an outer organization concealing an inner brotherhood, one visible and one invisible. The invisible is dedicated to the service of a mysterious arcanum arcanorum. Having a belief in a supreme being is required to become a Mason. And the atheist is looked upon by the Mason as being the most vulgar and despicable of mankind. But who is the supreme being in Masonry? Freemasonry is Satanism in disguise. 33rd degree sovereign grand commander of the Scottish Rite, Albert Pike, wrote in Morals and Dogma that Lucifer is the light bearer. 33rd degree Mason Albert Mackey wrote that Lucifer is good, light, victory, and initiation. And 33rd degree Freemason of the century, Manley P. Hall, wrote that the mystery of the craft is the seething, surging energies of Lucifer that can be wielded by the initiate. This is the symbol for Satanism, and this is the symbol for female Freemasonry, the Order of the Eastern Star. The Satanic Bible lists Baphomet as the symbol of Satan worshipped by the highest level of Freemasonry, the Templar Masons. In the Satanic rituals, it is written that Masonic orders contain the most influential men in government, and virtually every occult order has Masonic roots, and that every rite of the Nazis' Black Order employed Masonic principles. Both Satanism and Masonic rituals involve the goat, the coffin, and the death's head. Anton LaVey wrote that the Masonic rituals serve as a screening process for organized Satanism. Freemasons can also be seen making the 666 hand gesture. I'm a Christian, sir. I'm pure and virtuous and wholesome and innocent. How can you say anything about me? Sir, you need to be born again. Is I am born again. Is that, now, did you just say that you are Lucifer? I am Lucifer. Okay, define Lucifer for me. Pure, virtuous, wholesome, innocent individual that's out to help people. Lucifer is? Yeah. Luc say that again. Lucifer is a pure, holy... Virtuous. Virtuous. Now, see the Lucifer that God created? That's the same one. At the highest level of the so-called Illuminati is a perverted sex cult, which is why high-level Mason Walt Disney not only saturated his films with Masonic hand gestures and 666, but also added subliminal images with hidden sexuality. Altion claims that the square and compass are actually symbolizing the sex act, the woman's legs spread open and a man mounting her. The G symbolizes the generative principle of creation, 
the all-seeing eye symbolizes the head of the penis, and the rays shooting forth the orgasm. Each year, 13 high-level masons may be invited to join the top of this monstrous pyramid, the Royal Order of Jesters, dedicated to nothing but sexual depravity. There is no sin. There is only nature. Why do you think that witchcraft has disappeared? It never disappeared. It was hidden, forced to go into hiding by the appearance of Jesus on the human scene. Another reason why he's passionately hated. 33rd degree Mason Aleister Crowley wrote how he pecks at the eyes of Jesus on the cross, how the new age will arise from the destruction of Christianity and how all children shall be accustomed from infancy to witness every type of sexual act. According to the royal art of Freemasonry, magic is the highest and most divine. And what is this magic? Any living being is a storehouse of energy, varying in quantity according to the size and health of the animal. At the death of the animal, this energy is liberated suddenly. The animal therefore should be killed within the circle. For the highest spiritual working, one must accordingly choose that victim which contains the greatest and purest force, a male child. We are witnessing the culmination of their mysterious arcanum, the destruction of Christianity and the mass sacrifice of humanity. Created in 1979 by the Masonic Order of the Rose Cross, the first Luciferian commandment carved into the Georgia Guidestones is to maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. High-level Mason Friedrich Nietzsche wrote how Christianity is more harmful than any vice and considered Christians sick animals. Their utopian new age, as written about in the Satanic Bible and in the Lucius Trust, consultants to the European Union, is nothing more than the absolute destruction of Christianity. Aleister Crowley wrote how the people need to be ruled by the state and the world must be bathed in blood to usher in the new age. Subversion of all governments and world religions has been going on in secrecy for centuries. Religious leaders, heads of state, and your favorite pop stars have practically all been absorbed into this hidden hand of Satanism. In 1991, the Noahide laws were signed into US law by Skull and Bones member George Bush. Once these laws are practiced openly, it will be blasphemy to call Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, punishable by death. They want to bring us back to the days of blood sacrifice. Whether you believe or not, the culture of compassion, mercy, and love is Christian. Christ ended the days of blood sacrifice. Christ forgave us of our sins, all of us, liberated us, so that no man could stand between the individual and God. It's no wonder why they hide in the shadows. With a religion based on their own weakness, their so-called magic is nothing other than ruthless thuggery and deceit. Like broken animals, they fear the true light and want to drag you into the darkness with them. Don't let them.
to talk about this, uh, the Durden Dispatch. It says, when your own government confirms it paid censors to silent you, silence you. All through COVID, censors were paid to shut us up. And I have another uh, article from a, a COVID victim that said that he tried to get the word out, trying to help other people of, to not to take the jab and what it did in destroying his mobility, putting him in a wheelchair. But this is uh, Tyler Durden, great writer, and uh, says, if you've been around for a long time, you know this website has suffered repeatedly uh, for hits of our content. We've been defunded. We've been hit by algorithmic changes that make it harder for people to find us. And we've been... Uh, Classified as a disinformation site, all of this has happened despite the fact we offer factual coverage and often use mainstream sources that are not targeted by censors. So what's happening is a lot of people are getting censored wherever they write, wherever they talk, and uh, they're coming on their some website and doing it. And it's the U.S. government. This is our government that supposedly is su- supposed to support free speech. And uh, many of the people in government, you know, have not taken even oaths of office where they support the Constitution and the uh, our rights. And so now we have agencies that are spy agencies, NSA, FBI, DOJ, CIA, all, and all these other agencies that work with them that are uh, snooping around and trying to block or change our speech. In other words, if the speech is limited or covered, then that's changing your speech to say something else. Because they say, oh, this is a mistake, right? So it says, while I've had suspicion since the attacks first began, imagine the sick feeling in the pit of my stomach when I realized and I read an expose by the Washington Examiner in which the United States government readily admitted giving funding to the very business that abruptly defunded my website back in 2021. It's hard to believe that I'm writing this about the government uh, in 2023. Our government is striving to make at least half the country out to be terrorists and secondhand citizens. An exclusive report by the Washington Examiner states, the State Department stands by its widely scrutinized grant. Da, 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 da. Talks about Daryl Issa, who's been in office many times. He put the State Department's Global Engagement Center on a blast in March letter to the agency and demanded investigation into the $100,000 grant in 2021 to the Global Disinformation Index, which has fed conservative website blacklist lists to advertisers to defund disabled speech so in other words they they send information on these businesses that um, don't support liberal notions and don't support woke ideas and so now the government is actually funding the censorship of of uh, republican or conservative groups the agency issued a response to the congressman on friday telling him in a in a letter that it has no regrets over taxpayer-funded awards. Now, this makes a good point. Remember when the IRS was inspecting the uh, Tea Party Patriots back, what, 10, 15 years ago? And they wiped out one of the Tea Party groups here in Yuba County and took about $18,000 out of their bank account. 
just took it from them. And uh, there are various agencies, whether it's the IRS or whether it's OSHA or whether it's EPA or ATF or IRS. We could just go on and on and on that now are weaponized to put the people under control. Instead of freedom, they're actually putting the people in bondage. The agricultural departments, all these departments are now saying all these ridiculous things and putting people at risk on their own farms or their ranch or their property of whatever it is. Uh, So now we've got them granting these, and, and you can't hardly keep up with this because there's so much of it going on and the government bureaucrats are so many and so varied that they can dish this money out and then just explain that they really didn't dish this money out like Anthony Fauci did. So there's this group called NED, National Endowment for Democracy, a nonprofit group that receives nearly all of its funding from annual congressional appropriations. Now listen to this. According to financial statements, the NED received over $300 million from the State Department in 2021. Critics have argued that the endowment, which Congress authorized in 1983, is essentially a government grant-making body despite its legal status as a private entity. In 2020, the NED, National, what is it called? National Endowment for Democracy. So, In 2020, National Endowment for Democracy granted $230,000 to an AN Foundation, AN Foundation, GDI's group that also goes by Disinformation Index Formation. So you can see that the U.S. government is giving its favorite liberal charities money, 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 lots of money. The the grants were also to to deepen understanding of the challenges to information integrity in the digital space in Africa. I'm going to leave that alone. We don't need to know that tonight. We need to work on our own little gig here. This article is lengthy and in detail, but I'm not going to spend it on it tonight. We just got, we got two and a half segments to go. And, uh, we have two and a half segments or do we have let's see oh let's see I think this is we're about halfway through our four segments so we'll uh here's a here's a story about a general that says what what the dirty secret Nobody wants to talk about, says man injured by COVID. This is really sad. I just heard tonight a story about a guy I know. Actually, he's a well-known guy in our community. His dad lives out of the area, and his dad got sick with COVID. He's elderly. And uh, he went in for a checkup, and they said, oh, you got COVID, and oh, this, all that, and they... uh, They ended up uh, wanting to give him remdesivir. 
And his son said, no, 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 no remdesivir, no vent, no remdesivir, no vent. They had him up in ICU. And, uh, in fact, I heard from a guy in Portland tonight on a testimony that his wife was really sick. They have 10 kids, and his wife was really sick on COVID in the hospital, and they were going to give her remdesivir. And he snuck uh, medicine into her, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, vitamin D, zinc, vitamin C, all the things, quercetin, all that. He snuck it in the hospital as her personals. And she began to take it, and it turned her illness around, and they released her from the hospital. They were going to give her rendisivir. In fact, a guy, another guy heard a testimony in Portland. No, sorry. this That was the guy whose wife survived. But the first guy, who's, you'd recognize his, his name if I said it, he called the hospital to stop them from getting, giving rendisivir. Finally, they they gave it to him without the son's permission, and he died five years later. You know, five days five days later. You know what from? Kidney failure. You remember in the early days of COVID, they said that when people are coming to the ICU, somehow COVID is attacking the kidneys and the organs. But they were proven wrong. The doctors we put so much trust in in the ICU got it 180 degrees wrong. The thing that was attacking the organs was the actual medication that they said would help defeat COVID. The medication called remdesivir had been proven to be 53%, 53 out of 100 times deadly every time they used it with Ebola patients. Listen, people, my friend, dad died in, in Sacramento. He had number of health issues, but that shouldn't necessarily kill you. So very sad. And this gentleman in Portland who I saw a uh, online testimony in this conference tonight, earlier tonight, said that uh, if it wasn't for him intervening and smuggling medicine into his wife, she would have surely died. So this says Stephen Winger, a longtime construction project manager in telecommunications industry and former volunteer firefighter who was in excellent health, was dead set against receiving the vaccine. But when faced with an ultimatum from his employer, get the vaccine or lose his job, he reluctantly got the vax. Within days, he found himself unable to stand or move around. He crawled on his hands and knees into the hospital emergency room. He spent more than three months in the hospital, paralyzed from the waist down. He was diagnosed with chronic inflammatory demyelinating polyneuropathy, CIDP, a neurological disorder that involves progressive weakness and reduced senses in the arms and legs according to the NIH, National Institute of Health. Who is this winger? Winger, now 57, shared his story with the Defender, which is a children's defense organization, Bobby Kennedy's. It's called the Defender. 
including his negative experience with the federal government's countermeasures injury compensating program, CICP, provided medical documentation to the defender to corroborate his story. It was it was either get vaccinated or you can't come over here to work. I was absolutely dead set against it, Winger said. I swore I wouldn't get it. Winger worked on a project on the Navajo Reservation in the desert southwest when COVID-19 hit. The Navajo people got pretty sick. And he said, I was working with these guys on a daily basis. It shouldn't have made a difference. His employer finally, he didn't adopt an official mandate, but Winger was nevertheless given an ultimatum. Made him. Finally, one day, the regional director came to me and asked me if I was vaccinated. I said, no, we're not going to tell you you have to get vaccinated, but if you don't, we can't come up here. You can't come up here and work with our employees. So we got the vax. He visited a local pharmacy and received his one and only dose of Johnson and Johnson or Johnson and Jansen. I directly remember sitting. Anyway, I'm going to skip that. Seven days later after the vax, I started having issues walking. My wife and I were in Arizona. We couldn't go up the hill very well. He said, I was feeling like I was climbing Mount Everest. My legs felt heavy, like they were in cement. Winger didn't immediately make the connection to the vax. It's one of those things. I just couldn't put two and two together. But later that evening when he went out to dinner, his symptoms grew worse. Finally, he fell over. Then his legs gave out on the Navajo reservation. I got home, was having issues walking again, falling, losing my balance at home. His daughter, registered nurse, encouraged him to go to the hospital. He said, I crawled into the hospital, could no longer walk. Listen, people, this vax, this shot is killing people and crippling people for life. They were healthy people when they got the vax. It isn't a coincidence. It is like, oh, he was 50, he's had his life. No, he hasn't had his life, and you're jacking him around. Jacking him around, what a total ripoff these people are. Liars, cheaters, corrupt, big pharma. You know, we've learned a lot during COVID, right? We learned big pharma is like the mafia. They'll kill you for a buck. We learned the FBI's are liars. We learned the IRS is thugs and liars. We, we learned that our local politicians are thugs and liars, valuing money over the value of a human being. They're hypocrites and liars. I'm just scrolling down here. Some of these articles this time. Children's Health Defense, Bobby Kennedy's group, Robert Kennedy Jr. Uh, They write long articles, man. They have a lot of beef in these articles. All right, let me check something here. All right. 
I'm just trying to check my time. I got my timer off here, and so I'm trying to get everything ironed up. We're about to finish our fourth segment here, and uh, I'm just trying to figure out where to do this. So one of the interesting things, and have you ever taken the Epoch Times, E-P-O-C-H Times? I think you could almost, on a special deal, you can get it for a number of weeks for $1 a week or something. Anyway, it's a, it's a weekly paper. I get it on Fridays in my mailbox. This is the May 31st to the June 6th edition. I got a kick out of this. I've been to Uganda before. It says Ugandan President Yoweri Museveni, Museveni has signed into law one of the world's toughest anti-gay laws, which imposes a death penalty in some cases. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, here we go. So fascinating. And so the go our government is trying to tell them how to be moral, right? Uganda has passed a new law. Certain cases of practicing, practicing homosexuality, including acts that involve rape, incest, and spreading HIV. Uh, the... The 20, 2023 Anti-Homosexuality Acts, which American Western critics are calling one of the world's toughest anti-gay laws, uh, was it was homosexuality was also always banned in East European nations under the 1950 Penal Code Act. Take that. You guys are getting gnarly over there. So, wow, there's a big, big article. Uganda enacts Anti-Homosexuality Act with death penalty in some areas. More than 30 of Africa's 54 nations have laws criminalizing homosexuality, along with penalties that include life in prison. All right, so uh, I'm going to call this a segment here. We got a little off on the timing, and we are going to uh, take a, a break so you can play a couple clips, and then I will be back, and we'll do the fifth segment. Be right back. Those people who 
might not know. Let's take a little look at this real quickly, shall we? That's life under communism. You don't matter. We're going to take care of your health and we're going to take care of your, you know, bread for everybody and, you know, here's free food and oh, housing and oh, here's an allowance. And, uh, uh, yeah, are you out of your mind? They're doing that in the short term simply to get you to support them. The moment they would gain full and complete power, all of that would be taken away from you. You'd be driven into essentially a slum. Communism is based on the foundational principle that you as an individual have no worth, period. Communism comes to power by tricking people and then it enslaves them. Christianity's founding principle is that you matter in this life and for eternity. Communism is complete and total crap and that's on its best day. Alice. The Armenian Genocide was not a mistake. Holdemore was not a mistake. The final solution was not a mistake. The Great Leap Forward was not a mistake. The killing fields were not a mistake. Name your genocide. It was not a mistake. That includes the great democide of the 2020s. To imply otherwise is to give them the out they are seeking. It was not botched. It was not bungled. It was not a blunder. It was not incompetence. It was not lack of knowledge. It was not spontaneous mass hysteria. The planning occurred in plain sight. The planning is still occurring in plain sight. The philanthropists bought the science. The modelers projected the lies. The testers concocted the crisis. The NGOs leased the academics. The scientists fabricated the findings. The mouthpieces spewed the talking points. The organizations declared the emergency. The governments erected the walls. The departments rewrote the rules. The governors quashed the rights. The politicians passed the laws. The bankers installed the control grid. The stooges laundered the money. The DAD placed the orders. The corporations fulfill the contracts. The regulators approved the solution. The laws shielded the contractors. The agencies ignored the signals. The behemoths consolidated the media. The psychologists crafted the messaging. The propagandists chanted the slogans. The fact chokers smeared the dissidents. The censors silenced the questioners. The jackboots stomped the dissenters. The tyrants summoned, the puppeteers jerked, the puppets danced, the colluders implemented, the doctors ordered, the hospitals administered. The menticiders scripted, the bamboozles bleated, the totalitarianized bullied, the covidians tattled, the parents surrendered, the good citizens believed and forgot. This was calculated, this was formulated, this was focus grouped, this was articulated, this was manufactured, this was falsified, this was coerced, this was inflicted, this was denied. We were terrorized, we were isolated, we were gaslit, we were dehumanized, we were wounded, we were killed. Don't let them get away with it. Don't let them get away with it. Don't let them get away with it.
You know what our biggest enemy is in America? Our fellow Americans. Frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. Now is the time to do what you're told. <laughs> this is not about freedom or personal choice. No, screw your freedom. People who are incubators for every variant to come, walking around lawfully unvaccinated? That's psychotic. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. Refusal has cost all of us. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. You're the unvaccinated overcrowd our hospitals. We're overrunning emergency rooms and intensive care units, leaving no room for someone with a heart attack or pancreatitis. You're a schmuck. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. F them, f their freedom. I want my freedom. No one told me about her, the way she lied. Well, no one told me about her, how many people cried. But it's too late to say you're sorry. How would I know? Why should I care? Please don't bother trying to find her. She's not there. So... There's been a discussion that uh, since many people didn't take the vax and the government wants you to be vaxxed because they want to kill off anywhere from 50% to 80% of the population. They can't get you vaxxed. They're going to try to get the vaccine into you in other ways. One is to put it into food, like injecting cows, and then the cows, when you eat the cow— uh, eat the beef or the, or whatever you're eating, lamb, chicken, you will get the mRNA chemical in your system and compromise your immune system. The other way they're talking about it is if you notice in the sky, there's very, un, there's many, used to be this, all these things used to be considered conspiracy theories, but now people just accept it as fact. The reason is, is the government blabs too much so when you look into the sky you know when you see a jet go across the sky and out you see what a, we used to call it i think we call it a vapor trail now we have jets that are hired just like crop dusters are hired planes are hired to spray chemicals or fertilizer or seed on ground or on trees or whatever from the air because it's much faster and uh, so now they're talking about spraying mRNA chemicals, graphene oxide, which is a proponent of the jab. They sprang that in the atmosphere, which then eventually you breathe into your system. Now they're, they're doing and have perfected genetically engineered salad greens, and they're going to be coming to a grocery store near you. And from what I understand, the way they've done this is they don't have to declare it on, on the, uh, the label. Now, you've seen some labels on food where they says on the label they'll have this. It has sugar in it. It has flour in it. It has vinegar in it. It has soy in it. And then it'll say at the bottom, genetically engineered products in addition. That's the final deal. That could be 
bugs, ground up bugs or whatever. Pay attention. So there's a group called Pairwise, an agricultural biochemical company creating, they've been creating Conscious Greens Purple Power Baby Greens Blend. It's called the first CRISPR edited food. CRISPR is a technology. Let me see if I can find the definition here. So let me just say Pairwise is an agricultural biotechnology company created by Conscious Greens people, da 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 the first CRISPR-edited food available in the U.S. to consumers. The consumer used CRISPR, or clustered regularly interspaced short palindromic repeat, to edit mustard greens' DNA, removing a gene that gives them pungent flavor. You ever had mustard greens? I kind of like the pungent flavor. But a lot of people don't, so they want to sell more mustard greens, so they need to moderate that or mediate, moderate the pungent flavor. So they're they're just doing a test run on these greens in, in restaurants in St. Louis, Springfield, Massachusetts, and Minneapolis, St. Paul area, before heading to grocery stores throughout the U.S., beginning up in the Pacific Northwest. So you see those uh, bas- those uh, plastic cartons of mixed greens. I see them at Sam's Club, and they look neat, huh? Like, oh, these are cool greens. Problem is, they could be compromised. The same w- way that Bill Gates' product appeal, A-P-E-E-L, put on all our foods is also potentially toxic. And in sometimes they don't have to mention what it is. So in 2022, researchers from Boston Children's Hospital revealed that using CRISPR in human cell lines increased the risk of large rearrangements of the DNA, which could increase cancer risk. So you say, well, okay, it doesn't really make any difference. It tastes like the same. My system will probably be fine. It's saying it increased the risk of cancer risk. How much of a risk do you want to take? How much risk do you want to take to fly to L.A.? in southwest air you willing to take a five percent risk the plane doesn't get there i really want i don't want to have any risk because regulators don't consider gene edited foods to be genetically modified organisms like gmos they don't have to be labeled so when you get this product you're going to have to check it out it's the first product, con- Conscious Greens, Purple Power Baby Greens Blend is also the first CRISPR-edited food available in the U.S. I would watch out for mixed greens in a plastic tub and look for the label Purple or Conscious Greens. If that's a Conscious Greens product, Purple Power Baby Greens Blend, I would never buy that. That's just stupid, people. That's stupid. Oh, well, they would never give us anything that would hurt us. That is a lie. So pay attention to that. I'm not going to spend a lot more time on it, but uh, you should. You should. All right. Other companies are already stopping that. All right. Uh, 
just having a tough time keeping track of time tonight. If I don't turn off, turn on my uh, recording, then I, then I, my timer's off. I get my timer running, then my recording's off. So I'll just have to rough this in, which is no big deal, but uh, it's just making it distract me. Another situation, Instagram. You got Instagram? I've never gone on Instagram, but Instagram's recommendation algorithms are promoting pedophile networks you know i was telling the group i spoke to tonight that i just feel like every day when i get up and check the news i'm just shocked i said how can people think that how can people do that crazy stuff so instagram's algorithms are exact are actively promoting networks of pedophiles who commission and sell child sexual abuse comment content on meta's meta's popular image sharing so your kid may be being shown on this pedophile app where they they're like meat sexual meat wall street journal investigation and academics at stanford university and the university of massachusetts amherst has revealed the extent to which instagram's recommendation system connects pedophiles and guides them to con content sellers Alex Stamos, head of Stanford's Internet Observatory and former security chief officer from Meta, told the, the company, the Wall Street Journal, that the company can and should be doing more to tackle this issue, that, that a team of three academic, academics with limited access could find such a huge network should set off alarms at Meta. I hope the company reinvests in human investigators. Where are the cops, I ask, right? All right, the investigation also found the site's moderation practices frequently ignored or rejected reports of child abuse. All right, I'm going to, uh, I've got off here because I got goofed up on my timing and stuff. I want to give a shout out to a couple of businesses uh, before we get too tight on time towards the end of our our evening. And I think actually we're doing pretty good, but I just don't want to get goofed. Uh, so Elite Universal Security, I, I just uh, was talking today about security at a uh, place that we remodeled over on E Street and keeping doors locked and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And um, it's all a security issue, right? Keep things locked up. Keep your t doors locked up, your house doors locked up. Keep your cars locked up. And keep don't leave stuff around your yard. Don't leave it on your porch. Keep stuff picked up and out of sight that discourages hoodlums even if the places around you are looking funky keep your site in order keep your life in order if you need help with security issues call elite universal security they work out of yuba county but they work their headquarters is down here but they work all the way to the oregon border that's a long way i've driven that many times and I know they're up in, they've been telling me they're up in Wairika, and then, of course, Butte County is just north of us here. But they've got a lot of work up there. If you can hear my voice and you're up in one of these counties and you want to make a little money and you want a side gig or you want a full-time gig, maybe you want to change up and get out of your, uh, maybe you're in a, a business that's really physically exertion, uh, you know, exerting and it's tiring and you're getting a little bit older and you want something a little more easy on your body well 
that may be guard work for you. So you might want to check, call, call Monty Hecker at Elite Universal Security, and they will train you and get you going. And uh, you might want to work 20 hours, 10 hours, 30 hours, because money is goofy right now. I mean, we got things have really got up in price. So you can reach out to Elite Universal Security at 530-749-0280. I'm just adding this 530 in here. 530-749-0280. And they will help you if you need a job or if you're listening to me and you've got animals or you've got farm, people are vandalizing around your animals. They're stealing your fuel out there in the farms or your ranches. They're they're cutting your cables off to steal your copper. I could just go on and on. Maybe it's it's worth paying a little security coverage and getting some help. If you need help with handling a gun, they can also help you at Elite Universal Security, 530-749-0280. They'll teach you. Maybe as a lady, you don't have a guy around to teach you, but they will teach you out there. And they'll also teach you all the rules, the legal rules that can keep you from getting in trouble with hiring a gun. So you can go on their website at EliteUniversalSecurity.com and you can make sense of it there as well or just give them a call. Also wanted to give Greenest Construction a shout out. We had AJ over here today. And AJ, we put my patio back together. We had to dig a big hole in the patio, <clears throat> about a four by four by four, and get down to the sewer, do some repairs, put it all back together, put the concrete back down, put the brick top back on. And man, AJ just did a really brilliant job, beautiful job, looks like brand new and um, easy, made it really easy for me. So uh, Greens Construction did a great job. He also did some repair work inside where we had, we've had some plumbing problems over here. There were ancient pipes. We had to go in and replace things and needed to do some remodeling. And Greens Construction just handled that. So uh, give them a call. They do beautiful, exquisite, perfect, amazing remodels on kitchens and baths. Check out their website and their Facebook site. The website's Greenitz, like the color green with ETC, ETZ on the end, greenitzconstruction.com. The Facebook site is Dave Greenitz Construction. Very easy. Check it out. And uh, you can dial up if you don't want to use those two spots to reach him. You can look at his before and after pictures at those locations, but you can also send him a message or you could just dial him up or text him at 530-682-9602, 682-9602. They have a number of, of uh, teams that take on a project and then knock it out. So they're working on more than one set, like at more than one bathroom at a time or kitchen at a time. They're at different phases. So they, they will fit you in and do you a great job. All of them will... Uh, no matter how fast they get done, they will do great quality work for you. I guarantee it. Okay. And, uh, and finally, the plumbing doctor. They serve you, Besutter Counties. And uh, you can reach them at 530 671 9111. 671 9111. 
and they will take care of your business. I had them come over here and they ran a camera down the pipe to try to see what the problem was way out there underneath the pavement. And we actually used them to hydrojet it one day, pushing a lot of high volume water under a lot of pressure to see if we could clean it up down there, make it all flow better. So plumbing doctor, if you need them, 530-671-9111. Okay. Uh, let me get down here. One, two, three. I'm just checking my time. Okay. One, two, yeah, 12. Okay. Just kind of making sure things are right here. I wanted to mention this that I found fascinating. My friend was applying to get on the grand jury. You ever been solicited to be on the grand jury? She was solicited. Some of my friends have got the, filled out the application online and they got their inter interviews to be on the grand jury. But she filled out an application online, sent it to an email, and uh, no one ever, no one ever uh, responded. And uh, so, anyways, for weeks now, weeks, because she thought, "Oh, I'll wait, 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 wait." Well, then she learned that others who filed already got an interview with the judge. They didn't get accepted or not. They just got an interview. Then they'll wait to get accepted later. But anyway, in, uh, in the whole thing of trying to figure out, is anybody going to call her back? All that kind of stuff. And it could have just been a break in the system, you know. Sometimes I've changed emails before. I've changed, I haven't changed phone numbers, but I've, I've deleted phone numbers and reduced three phones down to one phone. So you can, you can connect with something that is no longer in service, but generally an email, if it's no longer in service, it'll bounce back. So anyway, my friend was telling me about the situation and trying to communicate, trying to get it sorted out, trying to get on the grand jury and do her public service. So one of the things she found when she called the Yuba County Courthouse, Superior Court, and I guess this may have been this way for many years, but I had no idea. So when you get the recording, when you call the number 530-740-1800, 530-740-1800, there's a recording, and it states that uh, they only take phone calls at that number from 10 to 3 each day. They're open from 8 to 4 or 8 to 5 but they only take phone calls 10 to 3. I think that's very interesting how they limit the amount of phone calls I'll take. I said, I wonder if anybody in the private industry would dare do that. Just a thought. Maybe Yuba County Superior Court thinks it doesn't matter. They'll just do whatever they want. They're the court. They're the judges. You just do what you want. And uh, all right, I'm going to take a break, and then we'll be right back.
Provided the movement never forgets that it is the unalienable right of every man or woman, or woman to rid himself or herself. Or herself. Agreed. Thank you, brother. Or sister. Or sister. Where was I? I think you finished. Oh, right. Furthermore, it is the birthright of every man or woman. Why don't you shut up about women, Stan? You're putting us off. Women have a perfect right to play a part in our movement, Reg. Why are you always on about women, Stan? I want to be one. What? I want to be a woman. From now on, I want you all to call me Loretta. What? It's my right as a man. Well, why do you want to be Loretta, Stan? I want to have babies. You want to have babies? It's every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies. Don't you oppress me. I'm not oppressing you, Stan. You haven't got a womb. Where's the fetus going to just take? You're going to keep it in a box? Here, I've got an idea. Suppose you agree that he can't actually have babies, not having a womb, which is nobody's fault, not even the Romans, but that he can have the right to have babies. Good idea, Judith. We shall fight the oppressors for your right to have babies, brother. Sister, sorry. What's the point? What? What's the point of fighting for his right to have babies when he can't have babies? It is symbolic of our struggle against oppression. Symbolic of his struggle against reality. Yeah, I really don't understand why everybody isn't following the same rules right now. They're very clear. So let's take a minute and let's go over them again. First, you must not leave the house for any reason. Unless, of course, you have a reason and then you may leave the house. All stores are closed except those that are open. And all stores must close unless, of course, they need to stay open. This virus is deadly, but don't be afraid of it. It can only kill people who are vulnerable and also those who are not vulnerable. We should stay locked down until the virus stops infecting people. And it will only stop infecting people if enough of us get infected that we build immunity. So it is very important that we get infected and also do not get infected. You should not go to the doctor's office or the hospital unless you have to go there. Unless, of course, you are too sick to go there. This virus has no effect on children except for those children in which it affects. The virus remains active on different surfaces surfaces for two hours or four hours or six hours, but in most cases it's days and not hours and it needs a damp environment or a cold environment that is warm and dry in the air, unless the air is plastic. Schools are closed, so you need to homeschool your children unless you can send them to school because you are not home. If you are at home, you can school your children using various portals and online classrooms unless you have poor internet, more than one child, only one computer, or you are working from home. Baking cakes can be considered math, science, or art. If you are home educating, you can include household chores within their education curriculum. And if you are home educating, you may start drinking at approximately 10 a.m. every day. If you are not home educating children, you may also start drinking at approximately 10 a.m. Masks are useless at protecting you against the virus but you still need to wear one because it can save lives. And in some cases it may even be mandatory, but also maybe not. You must not go to work, but you can get another job at which point you may go to work. Stay home. I don't know how many more celebrities we need to have tell you how important it is to go outside 
and take care of your mental health. There is no shortage of groceries in the supermarket. There are simply many things missing. You don't need to go buy a bunch of toilet paper, but you should buy some in case you need it. If you are sick, you may go out once you are better, but those in your household, they cannot go out once you are better, unless of course they need to go out. Animals are not affected by the virus, except for that cat that tested positive in Belgium in February, plus a couple tigers. The number of corona-related deaths will be announced daily, but we don't know how many people are infected because we were only testing those who are almost dead to determine if that's what they will die of. The people who die of corona who are not counted won't or will be counted, but maybe not. To help protect yourself during these times, you should be eating well and exercising, but exercising only eating what you have at home to avoid going to the stores unless you need toilet paper or a fence panel. It's important to get fresh air, but don't go to parks, but do go walk in other places. Just don't sit down unless you are old or pregnant. But if you do sit down, don't sit for too long. Unless you are old and you are pregnant, in which case you need to sit down. But if you do sit down, don't eat unless you've had a long walk, which you are allowed to do if you are old or pregnant, except for times in which you aren't. Don't visit old people but you have a moral obligation to take care of old people and bring them food and medicine. And finally, no businesses will go down due to coronavirus except those businesses that go down due to COVID-19. I hope this cleared up any questions about what we should and should not be doing during this time. Please educate your friends and family with this information so we can remove any and all confusion surrounding this time. Thank you. finally see the truth God we need you now we need you now all right I think I'm on key here I got the timer running I got the thing recording got a little goofy I think I'm a little tired tonight it's, it's uh, right now it's uh, almost 11 it's actually almost uh, midnight here uh, and this is my last segment, so it'll be nice to get it done. And then I'm going to go back to the Bards Fest in the morning. I'm not going to go back when it really starts. They got doors open at 7.30. These boys go long, man. They go like 12 hours in a day. And uh, so it started tonight, which was beautiful evening. But I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. There's going to be some great speakers. And... Uh, so I want to I want to uh, I want to go back and read a passage or a, or a uh, quote I guess I should call it then from, from Samuel Adams and I I don't know if I told you this before I've been just I, I haven't been studying I've been just kind of nosing around about the founding fathers and I think the average age of the founding fathers according to historians is about forty one years of age. <clears throat> and uh, I think I said one time about this uh, quote that Samuel Adams was maybe a, y a youngster. But I think I was mistaken. And uh, but it, he wasn't he's like middle age, basically 40, maybe. And uh, said, if you love wealth better than liberty. Most Americans simply don't love don't love uh liberty more than wealth they they love 
They love wealth. This defines Americans. They love wealth more than liberty. They, they don't value liberty. That's what he's saying. Then he said the tranquility or the peace or the pleasantness of being a slave or servitude. He says the tranquility of servitude. If you love the tranquility of servitude more than the animating contest of freedom. These are pretty fancy words, aren't they? The What's the animating contest of freedom? That's the fight of freedom. If you love to be a slave, what he's saying, rather than, than fight for freedom, I'll repeat the first phrase, if you love wealth better than liberty, if you love the peace of servitude more than fighting for freedom, he said, please go from us in peace. We don't want to be we don't want to be you. We don't want to be among you. And then he says, may your chains set sit lightly upon you and may your posterity or what is said about you in the future. Forget that you were our countrymen. There's something unique that is American or, or uh, a patriot. There's something unique about that person. They believe certain things. They value certain things. This country is a one-of-a-kind country. It is, has never been perfect, but it's been one-of-a-kind. There is no country in the world that offers the promise and potential that this country offers people coming into this country. That is why people are not breaking down China's doors to get in. They're not breaking down Vietnam's doors to get in. They're not bringing, breaking down any communist country's doors to get in. If they're breaking down any walls, they're, break, they're trying to get into Western Europe. That would be Great Britain. That would be Germany. Countries like that. Or the United States. The United States, by far, takes more people legally into this country every year. And they have way more than any other country in the world break into this country illegally. That's just the way it is. The challenge we have everywhere, I, anytime I talk to people, I just talk to some people from the Flame newspaper. I just They just sent some down at my request for the Bards Festival. They're wonder, it's a wonderful newspaper. They said, Lou, people are so apathetic to get the paper distributed. It's, it's a once-a-month paper. It's very informative. It's well done. It's edited. It's, uh, it doesn't have typos. It's, it's just well organized. And they're, they're delivering, I think, uh, they, have, they send it to, to central locations, and then people take responsibility to deliver it, deliver it out to uh, locations in town. They have, they're printing about 500000 a month right now, and they've been talking to me about doing it in Northern California. And so uh, it's a great opportunity to spread the word, to spread the word about what's going on in our country. And... Uh, says if you love trend if you love wealth better than liberty you know that i think i mentioned last week that 80,000 people that were in favor of the british to stick with the british they liked they didn't mind the restrictions of the british the overreach of government of the british the taxing of the british the, the attempt to take away your weapons of the british 
as long as they just left them alone in every other way. They were a lot of them were rich people, wealthy people. You think, well, how'd they get rich so fast? I thought they just moved to the United States. I, I think you can lose a sense of time unless you pay attention. The first settlers uh, from Europe coming to the United States were in the early 1600s, you remember? And now we're talking about 1776. It's a long way. It's like 150 years later. Think about it. 150 years later had passed. He says, he says to the people 150 years of the, after the first folks, if you love your wealth better than liberty, if you love servitude better than fighting for freedom, go from us in peace. He says, we don't even want to remember you as our countrymen. They weren't real Americans. 80,000 of those people fled to Canada once they knew the war was going to be lost to the uh, Americans, they left and went to Canada to resettle. And in some of them actually returned to Europe. Isn't that amazing? 80,000. 80,000. It's really sad. But that's a, the question is today for all of us in this 2023 what are you willing to do if anything to honor our our forefathers and stand up for liberty are you willing to you know i was listening in fact you you'll hear a clip today uh, a guy a guy from martinez i don't even know whether he's still alive or not it was a couple of years ago clip and uh He's standing on, uh, there's a coffee shop over in Martinez. I wish I could remember the name. They paid for him to go. They took a fundraiser and paid for this guy to go at the 75th memorial or memory, in memory of the invasion of Normandy in Europe. And uh, I think in 1944. June 6th and so he's standing on the sand of Normandy just totally in shock I think that day he said over 2,000 Americans or people died I don't know whether they're all Americans uh, I'm talking about the Allied forces could have been Canadians could have been British but they attacked that uh, amazing beach and he said he said, the guy said, what's the differences you see from being Omaha Beach today and in the past? And he said, well, today, today the water is beautiful and it's clean. And he said, the day I got out of that Higgins boat, he said, the body, the, the water was full of blood and body parts. And the guy next to me stopped behind a bunker or berm. He was so intimidated he got behind there. He wanted to have a cigarette. And he asked the guy next to him for a light. You'll hear it on the clip. And there there was no guy there. His head had been blown off. And he says at the end of his talk to this reporter, he says, freedom is not free. Please, people, you have to invest your time and money in freedom. And stand up for what's right. It's going to go by the wayside unless you do something. You have to stand up. 
They are not going to give you your freedom. It's not going to happen. You're going to have to fight for it. If your wealth is more important, if your house, your 401k, your car, your, your, uh, any of your belonging to clubs or whatever, and, and you're willing to surrender your liberty if you can keep those. You remember how they lied to us just on something simple like Obamacare? And he says, if you want, if you want to keep your plan, you have, you can. Obama said that. You remember that? Remember, they said, you're a liar, Obama. Second th time he said, you can keep your doctor if you want. That was a lie. They passed Obamacare. It was full of lies. Are you just going to let your country go down the tube? Don't you have any sense to your grandkids or even your parents that have gone on before that you would stand up and you would fight the fight? Oh, baby, Samuel Adams, he just let him have it. You think it was pleasant when he was saying those words? No, he's talking to people. He was pissed. He was pissed off because people were just not caring, just like the friends at the flame were, were saying, Lou, people are so apathetic. We need help from the people that are not like you in the church there. The flame, somebody else told, I don't know whether it was uh, somebody that on Freedom Co. or one of the different groups in town just said people are so incredibly, they won't come to a board meeting, they won't come to city council meeting, they just won't come, they won't come, they won't come. It's very frustrating to those that are doing it in and out, you know, day in, day out, day in, day out. It's rough, people. Okay. I'm just looking through here, see if I, I missed something that I want to cover. Uh, I'm going to go over here. I got an article that I got a topic that I missed last week. I just ran out of time. And uh, let's see if I can buzz down here to the bottom here and see if I can pick this up. Okay, Stanford, just down the road here in Palo Alto, which is on the South Bay Peninsula. So they did a study, Stanford, on charging of electric cars at night you remember the whole idea was you you pay this extra money to set up a special charging system in your garage and uh, so therefore the idea of you leave it plugged in overnight and then you have it plugged in plenty for the next day and then you go about your business right but now uh Stanford study warns against overnight charging of electric cars at home. You think, well, what's that all about? You remember they they warned you all buy electric car. Then they when they then the short now we have a shortage of electricity because they keep cu cutting off all oil and coal and natural gas and some water and nuclear. And then they say, hey, we're not we're we're going to run out of electricity. Please don't use, don't charge your car. Now they want you to eliminate your whole car. 
because you can't plug it in. They don't want you to plug it in. So it says, according to research, most electric vehicle owners tend to charge their vehicles at home during the evening or night, leading to significant costs for the electrical grid. Well, sure, it's going to add to the electrical grid when you add all these extra devices that normally were totally fueled by fossil, what they call fossil fuel. They're not really fossil fuel, but oil. To address the issue, the study suggests a shift towards daytime charging at public charging stations or workplaces. So now what they're saying is your car is going to be sitting for eight hours at your place of work, maybe. So the places of work now should set up charging stations, right? Or maybe you're going to park that thing in a uh, garage. And could you park it there and charge it? For many hours. And what they're saying is that that would leave because at night green energy doesn't work. What am I saying? I'm saying at night solar doesn't produce any energy. And at night also if it's a still night and dark, it's dark every night. It's not dark some nights. It's dark every single night. But most nights it doesn't you don't have enough wind power to power windmills to generate power. So they're saying that during the day in California, since it's so sunny, solar does quite well. In other words, they put up a lot of, they generate a lot of solar. The, the problem is that even if they cover most of the state in solar panels, it's not going to solve the problem. You paid your utility bill le- yet lately? Mine's huge. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely re- the only reason is there's has nothing to do with supply and demand. They have just simply shorted us to supply. It's like say I don't know how many t- I always use taco places as my example. It used to be there was only one taco place in town when I grew up, the Castilian place called the Castilian. Great Mexican food. Now, there's, let's say there's 10 taco places. This is like making it more and more difficult to get a taco. They're making it more and more difficult to, to solve the problem. So, they're trying. Stanford University says it's better for the electrical grid if you run all the energy through the morning out morning and afternoon hours remember they used to say that's not good do your laundry on an off hour now they're going back because it's not because uh well let me say it another way the reason they're doing that is there's not enough energy of green energy there never will be it the the California economy will literally collapse, or they're going to tell you you can't drive your car during the day. You're, they're going to pick them all, pick you all up in a propane-powered bus or something. This is really a great article, and it's a great uh, analysis to show that the grid is is weak at night. It's vulnerable at night. The grid, because there there is no solar power at night. You missed your window. 
and uh, and and for the nights that there's no wind, you're goofed. So <clears throat> they're going to have to spend a lot of money to supply power at night, or they're going to have to fire up some sort of like diesel motors. It's it's crazy. You know, this all stems back to it's a bad idea. It's just a bad idea. So anyway, we're going to call it a night here. And uh, it is, this is, uh, again, episode 219. And June 10th is the day it showed. So if you want to keep track of it. And uh, we're going to be back at the uh, Bards Fest, enjoying the speakers and all the the great people that have come from all over the country. I mean, this this amazing Scott Kesterson Bard Fest thing is really is a phenomenon. I've never seen anything like it. It's really it's perfect, and some of the things it promotes. So uh, I want you to take care of yourself. I want you to prepare yourself and prepare to. I think we're going to have an assault on us, another pandemic-type assault, but even more crazier and confusing is going to be a PSYOP. So you might think of preparation. You might think, what do we? What would we do? Would we comply? What, what would we do? So one thing, freedomco.net is always at your service. Churchofgladtidings.com is always at your service. And we are going to fight. And there's a people of Bards FM are going to fight as well. We're not going to put up with it anymore. And um, we, we, has it, we didn't close the church last time. And uh, we're not going to close it this time. And uh, we'll hope we have the same sheriffs, but may, maybe not. So uh, you have a good week. God bless you. And Lord willing, we'll be back next week. trees of green red roses too I see them bloom for me and you and I think to myself what a wonderful world I see skies are blue The bright blessed day and the dark sacred night.